nation is celebrating after NASA announced it definitely just destroyed a giant asteroid that was heading towards Earth. Oh yeah, totally. There was definitely an asteroid. Mm, super big. But uh, we got it. And financial experts are recommending that parents set up a bribe fund early to help get their dipshit kids into college. From The Onion and Onion Public Radio, this is The Topical. I'm Leslie Price, and if you stick with me and listen closely, you might just understand some of this stuff. NASA held a press conference last night announcing that the agency had successfully destroyed a gigantic asteroid that was hurtling towards Earth and could have killed millions of Americans if not for NASA's intervention. Obviously a major, major development. Here's what NASA Deputy Administrator Thomas Daines had to say. Uh, yeah, so there was an asteroid, like a really bad one. We believe that had we not spotted this threat, it would have wreaked, uh, you know, untold destruction on the United States. Millions of lives. Billions of lives, yeah! But thankfully, our scientists noticed the asteroid just before it entered Earth's atmosphere at approximately, uh, let's say, 3.22 a.m. Eastern Time. And we were able to successfully explode the space rock and prevent any danger. Danes added that the reason nobody heard about the asteroid until now was because NASA did such a good job destroying it. What was the size of the asteroid? Yeah, wow. So I'm really glad you asked that question. And again, I just want to emphasize that this thing was super dangerous and like, wow, good thing we were there, right? It was actually bigger than Earth. Don't say, don't say the asteroid's bigger than Earth. Uh, okay, no, uh, I, I'm being told it wasn't bigger than Earth, so it was uh, almost as big as Earth then. Yeah, the asteroid was the size of Texas, and it was headed towards Alaska. No, I, I mean it was the size of Alaska, and it was headed towards Texas. Either way, this thing was huge, and super fast, too. Yeah, maybe that's why nobody knew about it before, because it was so fast. Yeah, that's good. An incredible achievement. For more on this, let's hear from OPR's Rebecca Neal. Hey, Rebecca. Hi, Leslie. What a day. I think we're all still reeling from this news. It's just an amazing story. But help me break it down. What does this mean? It means we can all breathe a sigh of relief. I think it's safe to say that the country owes NASA an enormous debt of gratitude. Certainly. And of course, NASA has been defunded significantly over the years, and some have questioned its continued usefulness. Yes, that's right. But if this is true, and it sounds like it is, they've certainly proven that they have a lot to contribute by saving so many lives. Absolutely. I imagine the mood is pretty joyous at NASA headquarters right now. Were you able to get a chance to speak to some of these heroes? Well, you know, it's actually been tough to connect with anyone over there and get anyone to answer my questions, which is understandable. I bet they're pretty busy. Yeah. Most of what we know at this time is from last night's press conference. As for how we were able to destroy the asteroid without causing any harm, well, you know, we're not really at liberty to speak to too many of the specifics, but, uh... We, we used a laser. Yeah, uh, that's it. We used a laser. That voice is Janice Fields, one of the lead information technology specialists on the mission. Thank you, Janice. That's right. We used a laser to stop the asteroid. Yeah, we've got all sorts of lasers here, so... The amount of debris that landed on Earth overnight must have been enormous. Where did most of that end up? Was it in the ocean or on land? Well, it happened really late at night, and we were actually able to sweep it all up before anyone woke up. Anyway, thanks for coming. Uh, this was a really big thing, and we're all very, very tired, so... I think we'll have to wrap this up. Yeah, so tired. 
Wow, incredible. I'd be exhausted too. Now, Rebecca, has NASA given any indication whether or not they'll be releasing satellite images of what the asteroid looked like before they destroyed it? I was also curious about that. Apparently, and this is fascinating, most of the satellites were down. Huh. I spoke to one NASA physicist and he told me, quote, look, we can't show you any photos of it, so just stop asking, okay? Yeah. And he went on to add, remember, we're all scientists, so we know more about this kind of thing than you do. That is true. Absolutely. And besides, we'd all be dead if it wasn't for them, so I didn't really want to ask too many questions. I get it. Thanks for your reporting, Rebecca. Thank you. Well, it's never too early to start thinking about your child's college tuition. And with higher education costs on the rise, financial experts are now recommending that parents set up a bribe fund earlier than ever to get their dipshit kids into college. But just how early should they start saving and how much will they need for all those backdoor payouts? OPR financial advisor Charles Dearborn is here with me now to help make sense of it all. Hi, Leslie. Charles, there's a lot of parents out there right now struggling to figure out how they're going to pay their kids' way into college. What do they need to know? Well, the number one thing to know is that if your kid wants to go to college, it's not impossible, even if they're a complete dumbass. But it all comes down to saving. If you start putting away a little bit every month in a few years, you'll be ready to pay someone to write their papers and even fudge their transcript. It adds up and it helps to be prepared. Now, a lot of parents have bribe funds. This new study is just suggesting that most people aren't starting them early enough. Uh, how soon should parents start padding their pockets? Well, in some cases, you want to start saving as soon as the moron is born. Hmm. Or at the very least, once you realize you've got a total fucking idiot on your hands. So sooner rather than later, but how much will parents need to put away to get an idiot into college? Well, that depends on which school your brainless fuck-up wants to go to and how much of a drooling imbecile they are. Mm. Even a state school is going to set you back thousands of dollars. My own son, dumb as rocks, couldn't tell his ass from a hole in the ground. It was going to cost me $25,000 to persuade a college admissions officer to let him into Purdue. Purdue, of all places! Pretty steep for such a shitty school. Needless to say, I pushed him to join the military, and we're estranged now, but if my wife and I had started saving as soon as we realized he had piss for brains, I think that was around kindergarten, different story, but it could have been a lot worse. Take a listen to what Karen McDonald, mother of two in Westchester, had to say about trying to buy her son's way into Harvard. We love our stupid fuck, and I want him to get into a good school. But falsifying the SAT scores alone was going to be $80,000. And we've got a dumbass daughter who's got her eyes set on Princeton that we have to think about, too. Had we known an Ivy League was going to cost this much to cheat our way into, we would have started saving up years ago. As you can see, Leslie, more often than not, the parents are dumb as shit, too, thinking that everything would just be dropped into their laps like their stupid-ass kids. Sure, but $80,000 seems like blackmail and hush money at these big schools are getting more and more expensive every year. I went to Harvard, too, but I think the bribes my parents paid were a little bit lower back in my day. <laughs> sure, but it's even more competitive now. Yeah. And if you don't save up, you could be paying off some morally compromised professor for years and years after your brain-dead shithead graduates. Mm. But look, at the end of the day, it's worth it. There's no better feeling than when your friends see the smug look on your face when you tell them that your dipshit got into Yale when their dumbass didn't. That's certainly something you can't put a price on. Thank you, Charles. Thank you. Now, this is a little unusual, but we want to take you back out to NASA because yet another extraordinary story involving the space agency has just transpired. NASA has just announced that it has received communications from a distant solar system believed to be transmitted by a race of sentient extraterrestrial life forms. I repeat, NASA has received evidence of extraterrestrial life, and in a terrifying turn, they believe these creatures are hostile and could pose a threat to humanity if their demands are not met. Rebecca Neal is 
with me again. Rebecca, what do the aliens want? Yes, so according to NASA, these aliens want for NASA to be given an additional $2.5 billion in funding. This is stunning, Leslie. Thomas Daines spoke to reporters earlier today, his second major press conference in less than 24 hours. And, I mean, talk about a change in mood from last night's announcement. Yeah, so it's real bad. They sound serious, the uh, aliens. Obviously, it is a major, major moment in terms of what we know about, you know, like our place in the universe and stuff. But uh, yeah, if we don't get $2.5 billion for NASA from the government or from the public or whatever, we could all be dead. They even played the following recording for reporters believed to be received from the mothership of this alien society. Hello, we are the aliens. Bleep, Florp. We demand that you give NASA $2.5 billion to fund additional Mars exploration or we will destroy destroy every major city in America with our dark matter cannons. Needless to say, it looks like we're all going to have to come together as a nation and make this happen. Thankfully, I was able to connect with NASA's Janice Fields over the phone to make some sense of this. Janice, thanks for talking to me. I'm sure you're still really tired from stopping the asteroid, and now this? You must be swamped over there. It's no problem. People really need to know about what's going on. So. The fact that there is not only extraterrestrial life communicating with us, but that it has a fairly sophisticated knowledge of our governmental funding apparatus is truly astounding. Is there any speculation as to why they were demanding money for NASA in particular? If I had to guess, I would say this far-off planet is likely nostalgic for the glory days of space exploration, when it seemed like America was capable of anything it put its mind to. I noticed they said bleep blorp. Correct. This was one of our first clues that the recording was actually coming from extraterrestrials. And you think their threat is serious? Oh, absolutely. We believe that these aliens are almost certainly really scary, like the ones in Independence Day or maybe even Edge of Tomorrow. I haven't seen that one. Oh, it's got Tom Cruise and Emily Blunt. It's really good. I was glad she mentioned it because not that many people have seen it. So Janice, is there anything that we as American citizens can do to help deter the upcoming invasion? We're urging Americans to call their senators, make posts on social media, and just do whatever you can to convey the idea that NASA isn't a moldering relic of the 1960s with no major role to play in modern life. Well, I for one hope NASA gets that money so that these space creatures don't kill us all. Thanks for talking to me, Rebecca. Hopefully we'll get some better news on this front tomorrow. Thank you. And Rebecca, in retrospect, I'm realizing we could have touched on this story when I had you on earlier in the podcast. We knew about it then and everything. Did you go home and have to come back? I did. Sorry about that scheduling mistake. All good. (laughs) That's OPR's Rebecca Neal. You may have heard of the podcast Juicy Scoop. Wondered what it is? Why aren't you listening? Well, I'm its host. Created it. Been doing it for seven years. I'm Heather McDonald of Juicy Scoop with Heather McDonald. Now, I could tell you why you should be listening to my show. But my listeners wanted to write the ad for me. And here are some of the things they said. Not your regular Juicy podcast. Catch up on all the juicy topics from Hollywood and pop culture to true crime and beyond. Heather McDonald's Juicy Scoop always has great guests, great laughs, and great gossip. It's a comedian's take on the hottest headlines. Juicy Scoop is the pop culture news you want to hear. No BS, no filter, no filler. Raw, real, and in the moment. Throw in the hilarity of amazing comedians that you'll instantly be obsessed with, a juicy crime story, and a dash of normal life in L.A. moments, and you've got yourself an amazing week of Juicy Scoop. Two episodes every week, every Tuesday and Thursday. It will never let you down. And if you thought that was all the news, I would have hoped you knew better by now. Here's what else you need to know today. 
Vice President Mike Pence is currently lying on the floor up against a bathroom wall and has been for hours. He was reportedly paralyzed with fear after encountering a doorknob that looks like a female breast. Members of his staff are worried that even if he does snap out of this, he'll almost certainly never be brave enough to touch it. Staying in our nation's capital, a deeply disturbed Smithsonian director Lonnie Bunny announced construction on a new museum of medical horrors on the Washington Mall. The new museum will reportedly contain a variety of limbs, organs, and trepanation tools, among other exhibits, and is scheduled to start terrifying guests later this year. And another concerning report issued today. Poolside scientists are now warning that water is warming at an alarming rate right around Jason. They believe the cause for the spike in water temperature is man-made, and its spread could mean catastrophic damage for other poolgoers. And that's The Topical today. I'm Leslie Price, and I hope you loved all this news as much as I did. This podcast is made possible by the hard work of, let's just be honest here for once, me and only me. We'll see you Monday.